What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, I'm getting a little help from a person that we have sitting next to me. On this episode, that's right, it's Abe. On this episode, a little bit of NBA. You know, we got the NBA coming back in just under a month, over a month. James Harden to the Sixers, CP3 (laughs) to the Knicks, Fred Van Fleet to the Knicks. You know the deal. Power rankings, my bookies, people's parlay, power rankings, you know the deal. And to top it off, an amazing interview with our favorite recurring guest, Austin Eckler. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select... Lamar Jackson. I'm a rave. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! A play! Oh, by James! Auburn's gonna win the football game! Auburn's gonna win the football game! For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant with the jumper. What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? A little location switch up coming to you live from the Sunshine State. Jack and I are actually... Can you hear me if I go like this? Yep, I can. And the so, mic might pick that up. <laughs> well, I just stepped on the floor. Me and Jack, I'm visiting Jack in Florida. I uh, had a nice flight on the way over. Two hours, sat next to... Maybe a 10-month-year-old child. Maybe. Um, got on the flight. Baby just wouldn't stop looking at me. You know how babies do that? They just stare. Like, if, if they're That's when you baby, smile at them. What do you mean? They're not like staring you down, bro. You stick your two fingers right between them. Okay, anyway, that's um, ridiculous. Anyway, baby was staring at me for a while. It was pretty quiet to start. And then once, we, once the engine started going, that baby got loud and uh, actually witnessed a mother breastfeed her child on the plane really yeah full boob oh okay um so So baby baby was just hungry but other than that good flight weather in florida is uh thick it's a little thick but it's it's thick we're like let's see nine or we're 16 ish months into this podcast and we still couldn't figure out how to record in the same room so abe's in the house right now but upstairs um you I'm guys sure can figure it out yeah you guys are gonna hear an austin eckler interview obviously but you guys are probably also here for the nba chatter because the nba agreed to all their deals everything is set everything's in place draft a week from today we're recording on wednesday as always and then nba free agency trades all that stuff has don't think i'm really ready for that yet you know what i mean it doesn't that, that... feel like it I mean, it's, it ended a month ago. Like, the Lakers are still playing their best ball right now. Correct. And the so here's the thing. Obviously, LeBron's crying because he's Queen James. <laughs> and, like, I understand the concern. This is the shortest offseason for those two teams. But for some of the more respectable teams, like the Knicks, we've had 265 <laughs> days off. So we are almost going to go an entire calendar year without playing nine months. We, and then the teams like the Sixers, they'll have had – it'll be the normal length of an offseason. So it's really – the only teams that have a complaint are the teams that made the finals and then Western Conference finals as well. And I don't want to hear it from – I don't want to hear it from Heat fans in Miami – the guys are young, all right? That's what they do. They play basketball. Culture, bro. Culture. Yeah, heat culture. Shove one. Listen, Shove if one you played them. in an NBA Finals and you can't outlast LeBron taking some back-to-back. NBA, NBA Finals. Yeah, exactly. The the uh, 
the the Mickey Mouse trophy. Did you see, have you seen the auto replies to any of the mm. LeBron title stuff? Mm-mm. It is so funny. It's like congrats on your Mickey Mouse trophy that you beat, and then they go through. It's like Damian Lillard got hurt. You didn't have to face the Clippers. I'll, I'll tag you in some of it. But <laughs> on a positive note, we are uh, kind of returning to form, and the sports schedule's gotten light. Baseball's done. Hockey's done. And all we really have is Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football. I didn't even football. know hockey happened. College football is, you know, COVID's all trying, over the place. Trying, trying. So Sunday you got football, but what am I doing Tuesdays and Wednesdays besides watching Abe and I on the Snapback Sports Twitch channel? Um, so I'm happy that the NBA, and at least the rumors are back. And the it's Masters Week, baby. It's Masters Week. It is, it is. Like Sunday is, Sundays could it be overwhelming let's exactly. call it what it it'll is it'll be great but that's the thing i love the masters i love the the golf tournaments but i really am not gonna sit through six hours of golf see tomorrow. i can do that i can do that i don't know six hours is a lot right but i don't know man usually we have the flowers in augusta this year it'll be i guess leaves <laughs> um nah, fall still, at augusta still florida with daylights in georgia, georgia yeah <laughs> Daylight savings, that'll throw it off. I think they're teeing off at like 7.15 or something because That's they have normal. to be. That's normal. I mean, usually if it's in the spring, I think they tee off at like. I mean, they got to get in the clubhouse probably yeah. two hours earlier. But um, All right, NBA, let's talk. NBA draft a week away. Anything. Let's not screw the draft. Screw the draft. All right, we'll talk about that next Wednesday. Or next the, guy Thursday the, the guy with the facial hair. The guy with the facial hair. All right, that's on the top of our list then. James Harden reportedly upset with Rockers, (sighs) Rockets management about the direction they're going in. Russell Westbrook as well. Feels like they don't have a direction. Um, James' brother. James James. Harden also reportedly, if he were to get traded, his landing spots, you can read them off, Abe. Heat, Nets, Sixers. Good teams in the NBA. It makes sense for a player of his caliber to Thank want to you. go and try Thank and you. win a title with the Heat and the Nets. Um, and then I guess <laughs> Daryl Morey connection. He he liked him. So just to get out of the way so you can hear Abe and I fight, can you come up with a trade package that you actually think that the Sixers could make to acquire James Harden and don't just say Daryl Morey? And I'm, I'm going to tell asked. you why that trade package isn't going to happen. I'm glad you asked. Well, the correct trade package that any Philadelphia fan should want to get James Harden with is anything the Rockets ask for, plain and simple. Ben and Um, Well, not both. Let's not get stupid here. But um, listen, here's something I drew up. Because in the dream situation, which I think it's somehow possible. It's not possible. Like, don't even waste our listeners' time. I think somehow. Do not think, waste oh, their time. All right, all right. I, I, I'm not. But I think somehow there's a possible way to keep Ben and Joel. So if you throw one of them in, chances are it's probably Ben. Then the rest of the package around it doesn't really become too much, I think. Probably two first, maybe a Matisse. Um, See, and, that's the thing. That's a good and a Horford, deal and a Horf, and a Hor And a Horford to unload the bad contract. Um but let's take Ben out of the deal because that's no fun. Ben's my guy. I've got Shake, Matisse, um, the max amount of first rounders you're allowed to trade, which is I think like ten years in the future, every other year. Um, Bryce Harper, <laughs> Travis Fulgham, 
and they can pick two out of the top five cheesesteak joints that they could franchise down in Houston. Um, I think Fogum puts that over the top in that deal. But let, plain and simple, the answer is whatever Houston asks for, for James Harden, this is the best offensive player ever. Ever. Maybe Kevin Durant? Mm, no, screw it. James Harden, you do whatever it takes. I don't want to hear about his playoff woes and he can't get it done. The guy was a Chris Paul hamstring away from the only team that beat the KD Warriors. Let's put it as that. If you pair him with Joel Embiid, I'm not here to talk X's and O's. That's Doc Rivers for you. I just know that's sick. And that can bring a championship to Philadelphia. And let's just let's what? have some fun. Okay. Let's have some fun. Before we have fun, let me ask you. So, as, so assuming – I think – the goal would be to keep Tobias. I really do. I've well, said he's a max player, but he the, he's like the, he would make sense as a thir- as a clear third scorer. First right? off, the the Al Horford contract, in my opinion, is way more desirable than the Tobias contract because it's less year. It's one less year. It's a little less but money. But I'm saying per for year. the Sixers, like Horford will not contribute. He'll, oh yeah, yeah, uh, no, yeah. no, yeah. So, Tobias, I'm Tobias, I'm totally fine so with keeping. I am. Is, I am. What is, people hate Tobias Harris. I'm not one of those people. Well, you're an idiot for that. Um, but what <laughs> is what is different about James Harden and Joel Embiid than? Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid was like. What makes you think that's so much of a better and, team? And and JJ Redick, right? Uh, because we finally have a closer, a true closer that can Jimmy, do it. At Jimmy all. Butler's not a closer, brother. Jimmy Butler is Come a closer. On. Jimmy Butler is a closer, but his his scoring ability is far more limited as compared sure, to. But but James you can't Harden. give me that's the difference in these teams. Is the difference is the difference is James Hart. There's levels to this. There's levels to this. Jim, Jim, Jimmy Butler just did it in the NBA Finals. In the bubble. Against LeBron and AD. Did he what? He did it. Did what? He closed out multiple games by himself. Multiple please, games by himself. Please, Bam out of You're an idiot. Bam out of wasn't playing. See, I was thinking about the Celtics Yeah, exactly. Block. Exactly. Um, but you can't sit here and tell me that James Harden and Jimmy Butler I'm are not. on the same level. I'm not. But I'm asking you, what, what makes you think title – when we have a team that had those five, like you said, who lost to the Raptors, what makes you think just uh, Harden and Joel is championship? Because Harden and Joel is maybe the most unstoppable pick and roll ever. Would you throw in maybe Nash and Amari Stoudemire? See, there's 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 more levels. Harden doesn't James Harden rolls. Do you see how this? Do you see how teams defend James Harden? Yeah, I, I understand. What if, what if there was a big man underneath where James Harden could throw there was. the ball to? Let alone the, well, there was. Yeah, Clint Capella. Oh, two years ago. It. Oh, stop it, Clint Capella and Joel Embiid. Listen, James Harden, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. <laughs> That's your title favorite. Wait, what? You have all four of them now. It's not for me to figure out. That's for the suits. Wait, <laughs> so you traded Horford and Matisse for James Harden? Exactly why we're not going to entertain. We'll and talk. Them. Let's talk Heat though. The Heat actually have the best trade package. The Nets can offer Dimwitty, Karras. They're all expiring stuff, and their picks aren't great. But I actually do believe, and I've had this conversation with Dean in Miami and his Heat friends, and they're so obsessed with Tyler Hero. And I said. I don't think you guys understand. Tyler Hero's ceiling 
is Bradley Beal. Like the the most you could ever That is I think that is extremely generous. That that's what I'm saying. His ceiling is averaging 30 points per game. I disagree. And what do you mean? I don't think that's his ceiling. I think his ceiling is maybe, I don't know, 22, 25. That, that's my point. In your wildest imagination, Tyler Hero would average 30 a game. So when we were discussing Bradley Beal, I said, you got like if you had the chance to get Bradley Beal, you take him. And I think it's the same thing with Harden. If you have to give up Tyler Hero, you give up Duncan Robinson, you give up every pick you have, and Derek Jones Jr. If that somehow, some way gets the job done, you do it. I don't see that. De- I don't see that deal getting done without a Bam. I don't see Dude, that. Is Bam, is Bam an untouchable guy in Miami? Yeah, he is. And and I don't think you make the trade. You know, I. You know what? Bam is untouchable right now. But yeah. when when players like James Harden become available, Ben and Joel are technically untouchable. The reason when why players like the reason why Bam's untouchable is it's in this deal. If you gain James Harden, my point was with the Beal and the Harden stuff. It's like if you gain them, you can let Hero and Duncan go. There's your scoring. You just brought it in. You let Bam go. Right. Like now you just have Bam, Jimmy, Hero. And Duncan, that's not, you know, it's not like a good roster. You're building the opposite of what the Sixers did. You're just building a perimeter and you have no inside presence. So Put them them together. Yeah, so I think that makes sense. Uh, Harden reunited with KD in Brooklyn would be hilarious if it was just the three of them up there. But that's like the major who's touching the ball. Like you have three most high usage players maybe of all time. So That team, that team doesn't really lose many games no it doesn't but if one (laughs) of them goes down or or kd doesn't return to form which obviously i think he will um i wanted to bring that up i I feel like we're uh, on opposite sides like i don't want to root for him but i i I think we need to to reevaluate this wager so when kd went down with his achilles uh, jack and i you're copping out no no i just i think we need to talk about this I'll swap Jack and I, sides with you. Let's not get crazy. Jack and I made a bet that, what was it, that Katie in his first year back wouldn't average his career average, which is, what, 27.5 points per game? Twenty-seven. He had to average over 27.5. I said that he wouldn't do that, <laughs> and Jack said that he would. Keep in the mind, only, this is when I thought the Knicks were going to get Kevin Durant. <laughs> the only thing that has me hesitant it's not a normal return to the Achilles. It's a year and a half now from Corona. But but your argument was that players don't come back from Achilles, which would mean, you know, like Rudy Gay. In a is, year. No, no, In no, a year no that's don't. not true. You say they never return to form, right? So I don't think the time for what you were at least arguing it was more so like this is actually a career debilitating injury. It's not really like rushing. Yeah, and now I'm, and now I'm hearing about he's just unstoppable in five <laughs> on five in pickup, which it's funny. The Everyone's internet, been unstoppable in five on five. Pickup. If you have abs and are sweaty, you're league ready in pickup. <laughs> like Michael Beasley, Joe Johnson. Like you'll get Who, all, all these, these guys did get a shot though. So Michael Michael Beasley return season with the eyes emoji, dude. The guy hit a baseline jumper and just has abs, like sick. But no, you know what? 
I'll stick with the KD under twenty seven and a half for a hundred dollars. I like I it. mean, it'll be fun I've, to monitor. I mean, I think I have like three hundred dollars coming to me in in January, unless Sam can put together a little bit of a run. Where to get to three hundred? I think I think we tripled it. I'm gonna have to run I the tape. Like we didn't triple it, but I think we did. Um, all right, second topic: Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Chris Paul rumor potentially. Also, like we're in peak NBA rumor season because it's like. Chris Paul, anything, like the anything you can get your hands on. A, uh, Chris Paul trade. Like, it's not like it's close to happening, but we'll talk about it for the sake of talking about it. If you're Phoenix, it depends what you're giving up, obviously, but you don't need to make this trade. I mean, I guess it's your last resort in keeping Devin Booker before he gets upset, and I guess you're trying to build off an 8-0 stretch in the bubble. But, the, like, the only reason I want Chris Paul is because I need to change the Knicks' culture. I don't think Chris Paul's going to be good in 18 months. He'll actually be probably pretty bad and maybe even a backup point guard. Like, you don't, I don't even think that's necessarily true. People thought the same thing about that in OKC this year. I know, and I think we saw a crazy year from him, but the, the regression of older point guards is insane. Yeah, it's nuts. And, it's and nuts. To, to bet on him to continue to do that for two more years or three more is a really big bet. So I don't think you do that deal. Now, can we talk about it? Sure. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Oubre, who was hurt, Aiton, sorry. I think Oubre is on his way out. He's well, they said there, there, no, there's a way they could keep Oubre and trade for CP3. So is that a fun five with Cam Johnson off the bench? Maybe you have to trade him. Like, it's unclear who you Rubio. have to up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great five. Um, but to be the seven seed. Yeah, it's, 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 I, it's eerily comparable to Des Bryant to the Ravens. No, it's in not a sense that in, makes no sense. In a sense where it's just kind of a feel good, cool story. You know what I mean? Are you gonna sit here and tell me that CP3, Booker, and Aiton are gonna give the Clippers and the Lakers a hard time? Come on, no. It'll be fun. That's a dynamic backcourt. I'm in theory. Oh, stop. Booker took somewhat of a jump in the bubble, right? And now he's gonna be a clear All Star player. And shows he can carry a team. Aiton continued. He was strong. Not in the bubble. Second half of the season. You get an all-star point guard. You get Ubre, who's a fine player. I mean, my, the, the coach yeah, is mine. You win the, you win the five or six seed, probably. Right. Now you're in the five. Can you win a playoff series? Can you change the perception of Phoenix? The problem is you need Aiton to explode into an all-star player. That's to be seen. It could happen. Who knows? But... I think with what you're working with, it's unlikely. I mean, I think it would be a lot of fun, and you would have some good runs with them in 2K. But let's not sit here and and say and throw the eyes emoji. Watch out for Phoenix next year. Listen, I think what the Heat did this season, whether or not it was in the bubble, kind of changed how GMs are going to go about business. Because it's just like if you build a roster that makes sense and fundamentally you have a good roster construction – you can sneak up on people. Like when we were talking contenders, how did we, we never mentioned the Heat ever, ever? And, and then we wouldn't go, have we wouldn't have mentioned them had the bubble not been a thing. It's impossible to say. It really you're is. right. It is, but that's just how I feel, and I actually disagree. Um, and this, please don't take this as a Sixers thing because we haven't done it. I think even though it hasn't worked, Daryl Morey has laid the blueprint in terms of it's a superstar league. You have to maximize the talent around your superstars to cater to their needs. But I think that does for Booker. Like, like they did it for LeBron and AD, surrounding them with quote-unquote shooters and, and old veteran players, whether they made <laughs> shots or not. 
But that's just how it goes. Is building around your so, star so players. So I'm going to counter with if you're going to look at the Lakers. I think the Heat were such an. an ex- I think the Heat were such an anomaly. But maybe it's changing because we mm. do. You do have to remember for five years, no one touched the league because it was LeBron on one side and it was the Warriors super team on the other. And then for another three years, it was the Spurs just ran through everyone. And then you know what I mean? Like there's been those super teams. Now there's really not. Like we we saw with the Clippers. Parity parity is not a common thing in the NBA right. historically. And it, and it, it was last that year. It was like those super power duos. But it's like, do you think Brooklyn's a, a lock to be in the conference finals by any stretch this year? Absolutely not. Exactly. I so, think there are. Like, one, all right. Two, let me let me throw a fun scenario at you: Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Ubre, Aiton, Saric, Cam Johnson off the bench versus versus Kyrie, KD. Jared Allen, Karras, Dimwitty, Joe Harris is gone. Jack. How many games? How I many mean, games? Five or six. Six games. Shit, uh, the six, shit happens. Six, six the Nuggets happen. Someone gets hot. I'm just saying, I think like we were just agreeing on that star duos are star duos. They're not super teams anymore, except for LeBron and Anthony Davis. And you can't look at building a team like LeBron and Anthony Davis. You literally have the best player in the world and then LeBron James. So Fred Van Vliet, <laughs> Fred Van Vliet is trying to get the bag. He's getting the bag. And who shall give him the bag? So Van Vliet, in a little uh, podcast interview with J.J. Redick, said, look at his resume. Any team he plays on wins. And that he wants to get the bag. I respect the hell out of it. Especially because that man has a title. If I had a title, I don't need any more rings, bro. Give me the bag. I don't need a title. (laughs) Dude, winning is so 1990s. It's so 2000. Oh, we hate each other. Bro, I want to chill at LeBron's house. My views on Fred Van Fleet are... A really dumb team is going to give him a lot of money because so I you think, think it's going to be the max. I promise you, it's not going. No, be it max. might not be the max, but it could be like thirty a year, yeah. which isn't this isn't the max, but that's just stupid numbers for. Listen, maybe I'm wrong about Fred Van Fleet, but like I think he was just perfect for where he was. I don't think he's turning a franchise around. He's not a number one guy somewhere. He's not. What te- could he be what a te- two? I don't think so. Could he man. be a three? I, like you know, Tobias what? Harris that... or Fred Van Vliet depends on the players around him. But that's don't bring him up. <laughs> like I, I see a team like like Orlando that think like, ooh, what if we paired him with Aaron Gordon? What could he do? Like he could win thirty eight games. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Like he's not changing any franchise. I think Van Vliet's One team... statement was like. I know wherever I go is not going to be good for my career, but I'm getting the bag. Let me throw a team out there that's not the Knicks. Milwaukee. No, they they can't. Why not? If they can can unload the the Bledsoe deal, they can. I don't think they have the money to do it, and it would make them look really stupid after you let Brogdon go. Like, they made yes. it a whole thing that we can't keep all three of them, and they let Brogdon walk, and they easily could have made it work. And if you're saying Van Vliet is better as as good as Brogdon, it, it would just seem silly. So I've got another one 
maybe a Denver, maybe a Dallas. Dallas is intriguing. Maybe a San Antonio with those young guys. I don't know. I mean, Charlotte is obviously the top spot for him. No, no. Well, Charlotte, see, that's exactly what I view it as. I'm saying they should pair them together. I view it as, except I think he's a little better than he was at that point. I view it as the Terry Rozier of this year, which he'll get more money than Terry Rozier. I think Terry got four for 64, which was just like, what? (laughs) Um, He'll get like something 25 to 30, which is... In my opinion, too much money, but I've always been a Fred Van Fleet guy. I would love to be wrong and for him to actually help a contribute Knicks. to another championship team. Knicks. You actually want him? Why? So here's the thing about the Knicks. The best Knicks point guard in the past 20 years was Raymond Felton. Um, yeah, remember Landry Fields? The Knicks, he was, he was a two. The Knicks need a point guard. They need a player that can shoot the ball. And they need a player with a winning attitude, and they need a player who's good. They need a good player to put with their young guys. And no, they, need a, they need a great player. Well, that's coming with Giannis. But got it, got if it. you sign Van Vliet to a non-max, I think you're saying he's a really good point guard that you want on your team. And I think he can be that. So I'm fine. My question is, what's the point? Van Vliet, RJ... Um, Obi Toppin ain't no stopping Obi Toppin Mitch Rob Julius and then you make the playoffs and then maybe there's a free agent excuse me and then what well you still have Knox and Nidal Aquino on the bench you what the playoffs Bertans I saw that lineup you tweeted out last night it was like uh, why would you ever want that amount of like yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to get him on a one-year, no, no, two-year no, no, no. deal, one-year deal. bag, bro. 44% from three. This is the thing. Let me explain something to you about the New York Knicks. They, like I just said, they haven't had a good point guard in two decades. Two decades. Mm, good. I think we can open that to basketball player. Two decades. They have – all right. Carmelo Anthony was good. You weren't a fan. Two then. decades, the New York Knicks have not had a good point guard. The other thing the Knicks haven't had in the past six years is a good three-point shooter. So literally the way to win games in the NBA is have a good point guard and then shoot threes. And they haven't had one of those in a combined 26 years. So have a good point guard and shoot threes. Yes. Sorry, Sorry Ben. <laughs> Sorry about that. But you, I mean, you see it. Like the the good point, even Rubio, who can't shoot the three, opened up so much for Phoenix this season. Um, so wait, run me through that lineup again. CP three, RJ, Anthony. Davis. Wait, where's Fred? All right, Fred, RJ, Obi Toppin, or Killian Hayes, Julius, Mitch Rob. Okay, that wins. No playoff games. Doesn't go to the playoffs. And people have to stop. Don't DM me. Stop texting me. It's not good for my brain. I've gotten like five James Harden to the Sixers related things in the past hour. And I'm freaking out. So stop it. Stop sending me right, stuff. Let's, let's spend some money. My bookies, people's parlay. Go to mybookie.ag backslash snapback sports. Bet on the Masters. Bet on college football. And then bet on the NFL on Sunday. People's parlay. You know the drill. We're due. Um, I think we need to have a talk about this. 
we were doing, talking about this before. If we just say to our individual selves, not each other, Abe, all you have to do is pick two winning games. Two games. How much easier does that sound than the two of us have to right. pick four? Two games is so... I just have to pick two games, and Jack just has to pick two games. It's really easy. I think I've All got right, it. I'll start. Houston, plus three and a half. Houston plays the Browns. What's this line saying to me? It's it's confirming that Baker Mayfield's not good. Houston won a couple. They're playing good football. The very good quarterback that we're obsessed with in Houston is playing the best football of his career right now. Is that yeah. so? And I think that's what this line is insinuating. Is Romeo Cornell a good coach? No. Is Bill O'Brien the worst coach ever? Yes. So does that mean Houston's better without Bill O'Brien? Yes, it does. I don't like Baker Mayfield. So I'm taking Houston with I the do. points. I think Houston might win this game straight up. Or they get blown out. Either one, but that's my first pick. I'm headed to Sin City for the first one. For a team that nobody's really talking about. And uh, that includes myself. So I'm going to start talking about them. You know, I've asked you about loss. them for three straight weeks, and you keep going, eh. And I keep saying, I don't know. You know They're what? Decent. Now I'm going to bet on them. Minus four and a half at home against Drew Locke and the Broncos. They're coming off a – they lost. I forgot about that. The Broncos lost. So forget I was going to say that. Um, but Drew Locke isn't that good. This Raiders offense, people are talking about Derek Carr sneakily sneaking his way into the top five of the MVP conversation. I mean, Who's it's, it's all a laughing stuff. <laughs> mm, like, no, Lonsky. Orlovsky. So, four and a half at home. Listen, if the Raiders are who we don't think they are, they'll cover the spread. If they're the Raiders of old past, they probably won't. But you know what? Enough people aren't talking about the Raiders, so I'm going to start talking about them, and I'm going to bet on them. Minus four and a half against Raiders Denver. have a lot of good wins this year. They beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, only lost. They beat the Saints. The Saints who in are Monday looking night. like a good team. Uh, my second pick, is it the – yeah, it's Monday night, which we don't normally do, so we'll take a first touchdown guy on Monday night, and this will be the close. And we're fading the Bears. The Vikings are three-point favorites. And what does that tell me, Abe? Tells me everyone knows the Bears are not good. Now, does it concern me that a really good Bears defense is going to get after Kirk Cousins? Yes, absolutely. But the way Dalvin's running, the way J.J. and Thielen are running routes, I don't know. How many points do you have to score to beat this Bears team? 20? 17? Can Kirk and the boys do that? I think so. I'm going Vikings minus three. So when that line originally opened, like or the look ahead mm. line, it was Chicago minus two. Right. It flipped without a QB injury. Jack, you just bet on Kirk Cousins on Monday Night that's Football. That's my guy. Right, but that's They're not Monday Night Football's five, guy. Bro. If they win, they are alive. The Bears are home dogs to a guy who's zero and nine on Monday Night Football. I'm in. He's I'm in. He's Let's do due. it, baby. Um, my second and the pick to close it out, another primetime game. Sunday night, I'll be watching with the Settlement Clan, so I'm going to have to bet on the Ravens to to be able to power through that. Um, I'm going to take the over, 43.5. Um, the Patriots 
offense looks anemic, <laughs> for sure. The Ravens' offense looks anemic, for sure. But um, somehow the Ravens just, like, put up 30 points out of nowhere every game. <laughs> so I actually looked at it and saw that I really liked the under. So that was my that was my turning point. And I, I see this playing out as, like, a, I don't know, 30-21 to 21 game in favor of you can't even. I don't know. Like New England's going to win. I don't know. All right. My boogies, people's parlay. Houston plus three and a half. Raiders minus four and a half. Ravens, Pats over 43 and a half. Vikings minus three. Bet 33, 146 at backslash snapback sports. A bonus bet. Get all the money you have. Cre- oh, get credit. Yeah. What, what are you about to say? You go okay. first. Get any credit you have in your account to get a loan. Withdraw your Bitcoin, send it to my bookie, deposit. They take Bitcoin? Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, <laughs> tease the Ravens down to a half or down to one. And then tease the rest of the games in the NFL. Both sides. What do you Both mean? Both sides. So, for example. So, every game. Every game. Have, have two teasers. Correct. So, Ravens teaser. Ravens minus one. Tease with Eagles. Tease them to plus three. Ravens minus one. Tease them with Giants plus nine and a half. Hope for middles. You cash twice. Uh, you're guaranteed to cash one of the teasers, right? Is that what is that what my Sunday in Florida is about to look because like? Because we're not losing this game. And the fact that you could get the Ravens. Say it. Say it. There is a 0.00000% chance that the Ravens the game? lose to New England on Sunday Night Football in Foxborough. In Baltimore? And I'm excited oh. for a lot of things. Oh, wow. I'm excited no, no, for no, a no, lot I'm of that. things. Number one. You just 0.0 to road game. Number one. Primetime. Because Lamar chokes in, in under the lights. This isn't a big game. Oh, right. It's not. Was the Colts a big game last big week? Game. Yes or no? No, no. One, one o'clock game. No way. But the Pittsburgh game a week before was a big game? Yeah. Even though the Ravens Condition. were favored and at home? Yeah. And then the Ravens were underdogs on the road? Yeah. Got it. Makes a lot of sense, the logic there. Um, Narrative. So, number one, Abe said last year when we smoked New England, oh, the, 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 this team's good. You don't even know what I said. You said I'm getting there. I wasn't that Belichick wasn't showing exactly. his cards. You said Belichick wasn't showing his cards for the playoffs, right? New England's in a must win on Sunday Night Football. So, unless Abe's going to take the route that they're tanking with three wins, then Belichick's all cards on the table. And you know what? His daddy, Brian Flores, is in Miami. So Belichick better get that game plan in order. Um, so the game plan is going to be think, out. I thought, the ga- I thought the game was in Baltimore. That's crazy. You just 0.0 the this. game, we're going to kill them because they're not going to score. And we might as well just hop into my power rankings because number five. Wait, no. I forgot to say, if you're taking out a loan yeah. and doing that with it, bet against the Seahawks. Okay, that's fine. Rams minus one. Definitely a sketchy line. Power rankings, so I can continue talking about the Ravens. Number five. Oh, they're back, I Packers. see. Um, Green Bay looks good. Devontae. Woo! Rodgers. Woo! Congrats. <laughs> you guys are going to get smoked by someone who beats you up. Probably the Saints. Number four. Ravens back in the power rankings. Six and two. Two losses. Kansas City Chiefs. Pittsburgh Steelers. Those two teams combined, one loss on the season. Should have beaten Pittsburgh as well. Um, Lamar gets his first win coming from behind at the half on the road 
against a team that everyone was hype about, and we looked better. We looked better. Lamar now says that other teams know what's coming from the Ravens. Maybe we change that up a little. Lamar's not having a good season by any stretch. And I think what's happening is it's overshadowing that this defense is disgusting. Yeah, they got exposed by the Chiefs. We blitzed too much. Rookie linebackers wasn't great. We, we killed Pittsburgh. That offense did nothing. The Colts, 10 points. I mean, we are sm- no one's scoring on this team. Turn it, turnover, 21 straight games. Not only are we getting turnovers, but we're scoring on turnovers. And we're starting to run the ball a little better. Lamar's gaining a little bit of confidence. And there's no better. Abe, did you watch the Jets game on Monday night? The Eagles have scored the most points on the Baltimore Ravens this year. There you go. 28 points we put up on you. No, the Chiefs had to score more, 30-something. Mahomes threw like four touchdowns. The Chiefs put up 34, correct. But the Eagles put up 28 points. And they were garbage time. Yeah. I don't know what that means. We lost on the last play of the game. If anyone with a conscious mind watched the game, they know that Wentz was chucking shit in the air and nothing was happening. Cam and Newton, we were catching Cam them and scoring. We scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. Cam Newton had 92% completion percentage, and it still looks like he struggles to throw a football. I don't, I'm not even predicting the Ravens score a million points, but they're averaging 28 a game. It's eighth in the league. Their defense helps that a lot. We're going to kill them. Number three, Steelers. It's funny. I've been so high on the Steelers, but their defense is like not that good. Their offense is, is okay. Um, they're really good team on paper. Mike Tomlin's the most overrated coach. He's great. Never had a losing season. So unfair. That's so unfair. He's not that good. Um, what does what what does that mean? He's not that good of a coach. Guy coaches guy coaches team up last year far above expectations. Just continues to do it year in and year out, and just continues to have. They have the best roster in Super Bowl. Them in Pittsburgh. I mean, them in New Orleans. Chiefs do. Chiefs don't. Not defensively. Chiefs are the best roster in the NFL and you're, ever. You're an idiot. Uh, number two, New Orleans. I put them in last week, and it was the perfect spot to bet on them. And it was just clear. Like, this team's coming together. Breeze hasn't had his number one guy. There's no doubt that there's a way to limit Breeze if you make him throw downfield. But he threw recep- uh, completion to, like, 14 different guys. Like, he's getting back to his thing. Kamara's a beast. And their defense is really good. It's sneaky good, and they're starting to play good again. Number one, Kansas City. Their defense? We were Pitts- they were two last week. Pittsburgh was one. Now Pittsburgh's three, and the Chiefs are yeah. one. You, it's a week to keep week. it consistent. No, I don't. Why do I have to keep it consistent? Yeah, no. Because yeah, you know, Pittsburgh your power almost lost to freaking Garrett Gilbert. Because Tomlin's a bad power rankings. Um, That's disgusting. The thing with the Chiefs, and there's been, uh, you know, our boy Lefko was doing all that Warrior stuff, all that Warrior gibba gaba gooba gaba. I thought I thought he had made great points and was spot on with it. Their defense got exposed, as I expected. There was no way they were going to be a top three scoring defense this year. Um, But their offense is as good as advertised, if not better. What I'm concerned about is when they face a really good team. And when they face a really good team that can... Do the Ravens fall in that category? Yeah, I would say so. So they did. Right. And then maybe a little tape out on them. They've been struggling of late. 
They've definitely been struggling. To play. They've been winning. Yeah, they have. That's what – what did I tell you? Really good teams beat teams in the NFL, and they're one of the best teams, if not the best. But I'm excited Ever. to see what happens if the Chiefs – they're doing – I don't know. They're playing this game where they go down double digits. Mahomes brings them back. I think you're just thinking in the microcosm of the Panthers game that happened last week. No, the Bills they game, looked, they, they looked look cr- good. I thought they looked good against Buffalo. They, I thought they looked good against Buffalo, and then they blew out Denver. They blew out the Jets, which nothing to write home about. But, I mean, they won that game. They're so vulnerable to a team that takes a lead. They're pl- like, all I'm saying is they're taking a, a really big risk of just continuing to fall behind. Because if you fall behind. We have, them, we have them in Tampa Bay in two weeks. I'm excited for that. My power rankings, number five, New Orleans Saints. Good win, but as you'll notice, because there's Tampa Bay is still in these power rankings, I'm keeping them in. I'm not looking much into that. I think that was way more a fluke on Tampa than it was I agree. Um, um, for New Orleans. I just think New Orleans is good, and they're rounding into form, and they're starting to s- seem like the Saints that we all thought they were, but um, I'm not really holding much stock into that blowout. So New Orleans 5, Green Bay 4, they keep doing it. They're rusty, a little suspect, but everything else, Aaron Rodgers is a top two, top three MVP candidate. Green Bay four, um, Pittsburgh three, because they're eight no somehow, and their defense is really good, their offense is good, and they have a good head coach. We'll see what happens with Big Ben. Number two, Tampa. I don't care what happened on on Monday or Sunday night, whatever happened. It's Tom Brady with weapons, with a good defense. Just need some better coaching, maybe. And that falls on Bowles, Byron Leftwich, Arians. Arians, maybe don't call out Tom Brady. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe do. Uh, or maybe do. That makes it a little bit more fun. Number one, miles above the sky and the rest of the league and the rest of the NFL history, the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team ever. Pick your poison. They can beat you however which way they want. You cannot stop the them. Best team ever you know, you can only hope to contain them. Comment. You can only hope to contain them, and containing them limits them to 30 points. So if you can score 30 points against them, maybe you have a chance if they're playing their worst game. But we saw in the playoffs last year, down double digits in three straight games. It doesn't matter. There's levels to this. They added Le'Veon Bell. They added Clyde Edwards, Elair. They still have Tyree Kill. They still have Travis Kelsey. They still have Sammy Watkins. They still have Nicole Hardman. They still have, uh, who am I missing? A billion of other players. I just hope we get another chance at them. No, you don't. I, oh, I no, no don't. I do. Oh no, I, you don't. I'd rather play Kansas City than anyone else in the AFC. Because that is because I want to see what happens when we come out. I guess you'd rather see Kansas City than Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, Jack, 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 you've gone too far. Because I want to see. You just—it's one of those things like. It's for your mental. Like I, it, I didn't want to play, and we're gonna be exactly. Him. I like I don't really want to ever play the Celtics, but like I want to. Ravens play the might be the you best team I mean? in the NFL, and the only thing that's missing is their quarterback playing a well. quarterback playing well or a quarterback playing or a well quarterback. or a quarterback playing well or a quarterback. Hey, you add Flacco for that playoff run. Who knows? Every Who knows? time in his life, Lamar Jackson has been doubted. He superseded expectations. He's just following except the against Tennessee. Except against Tennessee. Wasn't doubted. 
He's a wide receiver. Okay, he comes in the league as a rookie, leads his team to playoff. He's a <sighs> we've heard it all before. He's a running we've heard back. It before. Okay, he wins MVP. He can't win a playoff game. All right, he goes and wins you're four. Ruining, in a row. You're, you're, you're ruining a great episode with Austin Eckler with your propaganda. Keep it on Twitter. All, all I'm right? saying is everyone needs to keep the same energy on Lamar. And they will. Okay. And they will. And we will. And they hate him. And we will. Why does everyone hate Lamar Jackson? Not everyone hates Lamar Every, Jackson. People, I told you to, to Twitter search it. People People just hold him to standards that he should be held to. Sh- so that's the biggest thing. Should he be held to those standards? Are we saying? You win an MVP, then yes. Okay. All right. So we're agreeing that he can go. Which is why Cam Newton so hardly criticized, because at some point in his career, he was the best player in the NFL, cool. and he fell off cliff. That just happens. All right. Eagleson, if the, get in here. Let's talk about school. Eagleson, baby. School A, first day of the new semester. Um, we got, what, math and French on tap this semester? Math and French. So you met your teachers today. How'd that go? Yep. Pretty good, honestly. I'm happy with the both of them. Mm-hmm. Boy or girl? Both girls. Names? Madame Cote and Miss Baranofsky. Wait, what? Why is that a thing? Because it's a French class. Oh, oh, French. oh, oh. Like, I called my senor. Yeah, no, no, no. I thought like it was, like, some teachers, if they're French-Canadian, go by it's my It's tough to hear, uh, it's tough to see McPhee go. It's tough to, I know. Tough it to was, see McPhee it, go. It, it was um, I might need you to drop in and get some, some questions from him regarding the Eagles in the future weeks. But, uh, what's up? How's, how's this week going at school? Pretty solid. I mean, uh. There wasn't a whole lot going on, you know, first day you don't really do a whole lot. But those, like those to... are the best. Yeah, but I mean I did get screwed in French class. I walk in, first thing, assigned seats. What? Why high school? Do less. Yeah. And assigned seat right beside the teacher's desk. Can't use your phone. Brutal. Can't use your phone. Absolutely brutal. No. I was thinking about that the other day. Right beside the teacher. So, like, Abe and I, obviously, we work. And within the work day, I probably am on my phone. Not on it, but check it a million times. How do they expect, like, you're not 14, obviously, but 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 14, 16, to go, like, sit through six hours of classes and not be, like, distracted by checking their phone? It's I can't even imagine. What 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 NFL coach was it or maybe it was a uh was it Cliff Kingsbury when he got to Arizona like let his team have like a 25 minute phone break during meetings? It would be smart. Like it's just I think I remember hearing something about yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was I think it was Kingsbury to sit through 6 hours of steady focus. They're really yeah. not. So and it's especially bad with this now cuz of COVID only two classes. The classes are 2 hours and 45 what? minutes. Oh, that's miserable. I remember we had a uh, a bio class when I was in high school and it was like a 2 hour. Maybe it was only an hour. Ugh. When our classes got extended to like a 50 double period. minutes. What are your classes normally? 30 or 50? They're usually around 50. So I guess we had a double period, and it was like a, an hour 45. And it was just like the productivity Ugh. in the second half was non-existent. No, you don't get shit done, yeah. Our brains just aren't it's me- meant, meant to be like that. But, like, you know, Eagleson, you didn't have a great bio semester. That's behind us, 77 on the last, oh, 76 yes. on the last test. Um, you're definitely not a math guy, so those lines will open up pretty low. But hopefully, sharps can move. Pretty them. low. Hopefully, sharps can move them over. Um, no gym this semester. What's what's up with that? You're gonna get fat. No gym. You're gonna get fat. Most 
most likely. Uh, Tim Hortons is going to catch up on you. <laughs> it definitely will. Those those muffins, man. Eagleson, tell us about uh, Flick Chat. What's going on with that? Yeah, so with Flick, basically, for those of you listening who don't know, it's where other members of the Snapback fam can talk about sports. There's different chat we rooms talk for all NBA. Ab- We talk all about all sports. About it. <laughs> NBA, NFL, things like that. I'll uh, put the link for Flick in my Instagram bio, underscore Andrew Eagleson. You guys can find it there. Code Snapback to get in. Um, but the th- the new thing with Flick, the- I think that's cool, is like you guys are, because Eagleson's obviously a moderator, admin for it. You guys are doing like player of the week, game of the week. Like originally mm-hmm. it was just like a place to chat, but now there's fantasy games in it. Um, every primetime game we've given away money if you guess the score or fill out the best team. So definitely get in there because it's been fun. Um, and you can make fun of Abe. And you can also listen to the podcast within the app. I don't know if I you don't knew think that. people I don't yeah. think we need to make fun of. It's we're living in trying times during Corona <laughs> and during I need some humor, Abraham. They need some. Yeah, they need humor, and you know, say something nice to someone tomorrow. Pay, pay it forward. Um, don't just go in there and, and shit on me because that'll make me upset. All right, in honor of that, without giving anything away, um, the second half of this podcast is with our boy Austin Eckler of the LA Chargers. What was your favorite moment, without giving anything away, if you can think of? Um, mm, embarrassing him because there'll be a little social clip coming out. Um, Eckler has been getting into the streaming. Let's just put it at that. The streaming um, space has been doing a lot of charity streams, which we talk about on the episode and how you could possibly get involved. And some of his fans let him, he let them choose punishments. And uh, let's just say that when he gets in the end zone, he should probably stick to the guitar. My favorite one would be not on the pod, but last night when after I was done streaming on Twitch, you can do a raid and Eckler was streaming at the same time. So we raided him and he didn't put it together, which was hilarious. Abe and I, I showed right, until he did t- until I texted then, him today. Yeah, Abe sent him a message. So, uh, that was fun. Like I think 30 members of the fam, like jumped into his stream, posted snapback raid. It got a good reaction. Eagleson, you weren't obviously interviewing him, but, as a no. as a bystander, what was something you found interesting? Um, well, after we were done recording that interview, him shitting on me for getting a seventy six on my bio test. Yeah, so, so Eckler Eckler was a good student. Sure. Eckler was a good student, so we needed to get a little advice for our boy Andrew, so he can keep his job with us, and his mom doesn't ground him. Um, so Eckler pretty much just laid into him about how he's got to be better, do better. I think the biggest takeaway for everyone listening who is still in school, college, med school, I feel like we got a lot of doctors listening, high school, middle school, uh, his best Mr. advice, McPhee. yeah, Mr. McPhee, was you're going to go to school. You don't have an option. So if you're going to be there, you might as well pay attention, put in the work. And I think Eagleson took that to heart, and we're going to see some good math grades. Good. And if not, <laughs> probably not. Tutor, yeah. All right, fam. No, I, w- I actually do want to have. Go, before yeah, we go, what's up? What's up? For those of you that go into Flick Chat, if you can guess the score of the Dolphins Cardinals game, Chargers. I mean, Dolphins Chargers game. Still living. I will in, send still you living some in, maple syrup. Still Ooh, living in the past. I see. And Jack, Jack, and I, Jack, you want to attest to that maple syrup? 
what do you mean? Oh, how good it is? Yeah, Eagleson yeah. had to ship me a second shipment. It was so good. Um, all right, so inflict. You'll put up the you or the Dolphins chat, and if they predict the score correctly, they get Canadian maple syrup. Chargers, maple Dolphins. Syrup. Chargers, thirty-one. Dolphins, thirteen. Abe. What? Chargers twenty-eight. Number one scoring defense in the league. Yeah, keep holding on to that, buddy. Um Chargers twenty-eight. Dolphins twenty-four. All right. Oh my. Get him flick. And I'll and I will be getting my maple yeah, syrup. No, I'll I'll get a third shipment. <laughs> I don't really care. Uh stick around. We're gonna take a quick break, as always, and then on the second half of the app, Austin Eckler of the LA Chargers. Snapback back fam we are back with a recurring guest it's our favorite guest it's austin eckler of the la chargers playing the guitar abe's playing the guitar x what's up man how are you favorite guest huh hey i'll take it i'll take it well I abe ex- explain why he's our favorite guest well so when we first had you on it was what in the end of january i think and like you kind of you were like our first like real like well-known guest that actually gave us the time of day right we get some i'm not gonna i'm not gonna call out any names because i'm sure you're (laughs) friends with some of them um but we've had some guests where you know it's like we're forcing it out and and we like to stay in touch with our guests and, and you've uh you've done that so we appreciate it but um i'm just gonna address the elephant in the room you we had you on on like january 27th Mm-hmm. On March 6th, you've signed your new contract. Like, you want to thank us or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for getting Send my recognition some... out there, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, but, that, uh, that's why I said he's our favorite guest because Austin was the beginning of the snapback bump. So right. now hey. what even I do, whenever someone's successful, we take credit. For example, we had your teammate Joe Reed on the pod for the draft. Okay. He scored. Yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Well, that's because he was on the podcast." So All right. All right. Uh, we just like to use everyone's success <laughs> to our advantage. No, that's awesome. Hey, everyone starts from somewhere, so yeah, we'll just shoot you our Venmo after this, and we'll go. Yeah, we'll, for we'll sure, I got that. you. But, well, what's up, man? You're you're rehabbing. Obviously, this season hasn't go didn't go the way you planned so far. But yeah. uh, what's it's, going on in the world of of Eckler? Not just the season, but the whole year has just been. Yeah, I feel like a, a mental you know test for all of us. Um, you know, specifically for me, um, you know, going through COVID, trying to figure out how to train, um, getting into the NFL and just continuing to see if our season's going to go through. Um, and then our season starts going through and, you know, we're losing games by ridiculous amounts of not like amounts of points, but just like, the oh, no, we scenarios. know. We like, know. <laughs> and then I'm injured at the same time. So I'm just like, like, whatever's going wrong is going wrong right now, it seems like. And so I'm trying to stay positive because I'm like, I can control my mindset. Let's keep it good. That's head. all you can control. Try to figure out how I can move forward and like learn from this and push through. Um, it's kind of sure that I'm sure that like normally if you're not on the field, you're like, I can make a difference. And that's what every player believes. But when you're watching your team literally lose by the slimmest of margins week after week, you're probably like dying just watching. Like, I know I could make that difference, especially when JJ went down this week. Right. You know, you see like really close games. And what does that come down to? It's like you need some of your playmakers to make a play. Like someone's got to make a play, whether it's like a big first down you make a guy miss and take you to the house or something like that. Or whatever the scenario is, it's like, I feel like I'm just like, 
I, I know I can consistently do that. So it's like, I, it's, I struggle watching like the TV. Like literally I was watching the game the other day and we like lost by a thin margin and I immediately just broke out into like a thousand pushups. Like I, I was literally <laughs> doing pushups until I couldn't feel my arms anymore. What about the, uh, what about the, um, the one-handed pull-offs reading a book? That's where you were at last time we talked to you. <laughs> yeah. See, that was, that was off season stuff. So that was a little bit more creative. Now it's just sit-ups, push-ups, and I'm just frustrated. It was that into in the beginning of quarantine. I remember, I think Jack, did you, I know I did one, me and Jack, we followed you and your wife's or your girl, wife or girlfriend. Uh, that was, that's my ex-girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Well, yes. well yeah, we did your workouts. We did <laughs> yeah, your yeah, workouts sure. and that sucked for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so <laughs> wait, did so you do what? the ones during quarantine? Yeah, that's what I'm referring you did to. The 30 day challenge. Yes, those no, were I didn't so do hard. We do thirty. Well, I didn't mean, do thirty days. Dedication, thirty days. Is? Hey, it's your body. You're you with your body for your whole life. You better be 100 percent dedicated to that thing. <laughs> quarantine, quarantine, working out. It it was like. I felt like I had to get very creative and that's when like I got on YouTube, I did some of your workouts that yeah. you were posting, but it came to a point where I was like plateauing and everything and I didn't yeah. feel like anything was going on and then the gyms opened up. I'm in New Jersey. The gyms reopened up and I joined and it got to the point where I started working out again and my soreness, quote unquote, because I hadn't worked out like that in a long time, actually felt like a legitimate injury. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it was lasting for days. It, it was brutal. But I can relate to that. Like the first time the gyms opened up out here, I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I have a thin opportunity. I don't know how long they're going to be open." So I went and smashed my legs to the point where like I couldn't do legs. I couldn't sit. I get hurt to sit down. You know. So I can relate. Yeah. You just you just get eager and you get built all built up and it's like I got to get it in. You know. You do like three workouts in one. So I'm curious because I've I've been keeping up with what you've been doing during rehab and. and uh, and during quarantine corona you've been you've been gaming a lot and i noticed something cool uh the gridiron gaming group you guys raise a bunch of money um for charity while gaming uh why don't you talk about that a little bit so yeah um it's not just gaming though uh i just want to oh no i saw yeah, i know yeah. trust me i heard you singing too we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh god i'm sad that you had to make that one um that was yeah another time we'll talk about it later yeah. but um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been doing some gaming, some stuff like that. And I had a, a, an event the other day. I had a Rocket League tournament. And then I was able to uh, connect with the Jimmy Fund, which raises money to help uh, cancer research um, for a bigger organization. I forgot the name of it. But um, I was doing that. And, you know, had some, I had a professional uh, Rocket League player playing with me or just co-hosting with me while we were uh, doing the little event. Yeah, we raised like 2,500 bucks, which is, that's the first charity event I've ever done. I'd like to change it up, kind of do uh, different things on my stream. But uh, no, it's been a great time. I have a great community over there. Yes, you you did hear that I was singing. Yes, for sure. I heard, I no, singing. I heard I heard a few songs. I heard it. <laughs> I was enjoying oh, it. That was amazing. So just to touch on that. So I was like, okay, you guys, one of the goals for, or one of the milestones in my charity event was uh, 1,500 bucks. So we smashed that. But I was like, if we hit fifteen hundred bucks, I'll let one random person. We'll have like a giveaway, uh, and you get to choose what we do for the next stream, the entire stream. Uh, well, actually, it was the first thirty minutes, just in case they try to troll me or something. And so <laughs> this lady wins, and she's like, "Hey, I want you to download this uh, Twitch Sings app." And I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like I usually like <laughs> playing video games, doing giveaways, stuff like that, hanging out in the community, just chatting, talking football. And uh, she's like, I want you to sing for the first 30 minutes. So I ended up singing and actually was like, you know, I kind of like this. It's a little different. So I actually ended up going for like three hours. 
Um, <laughs> oh, so, oh, so you, you weren't just like, you put on a concert. Yeah, no, it was a straight up concert. I was trying <laughs> my hardest too, but then I went back and watched it. Like I watched my stream sometimes and I'm like, yeah, I am uh, glad I'm athletic because my voice <laughs> would not make me any money. <laughs> all the same, all the same. So the thing that's most interesting to me, because obviously I've been following your gaming stuff a lot, is like you're in the NFL there's ton of Chargers fans. There's ton of Austin Eckler fans watching from school all the way to the league. But then when it comes to gaming, it's like a whole different fandom. There's like they love you. You engage with the chat like unbelievably. Like you are a true streamer, which I think people don't understand how much talent it takes. What's the difference between like that community within Twitch and then like the football fans that you notice? I would say that just the straight football fans, which I do get a lot of that in my stream, just because that's where a lot of my fan base and where people actually know me from. That gave me a kind of a relevance in the streaming world because uh, I was trying to drag people from my you know football community. But mm-hmm. I really wanted to have a platform so I could show people who I am off or off the football field. And, you know, in the beginning, it was just like the football fans. We were just talking football, fantasy, stuff like that, which I still do that just because it's my job and I enjoy it. But uh, now it's more so like I'm starting to create more uh, just like genuine connections with people and like actually like making an effort to like talk to people and, you know, see how their days go and talk about things that they have specifically going on, things in their life too, which it just brings a different, it's just a different like way to interact with someone that you follow or you don't even follow. You know, I have people from all different types of uh, teams uh, or people that like different types of teams in my stream. And I think that's the difference where it's not just Chargers community, like, I'll, I'll ask the stream, like, who's your guys' favorite football team? It'll be, like, every single team. You know, there's, you know, majority Chargers, but uh, it's just cool to see that, like, I like you. As a, I like you, but I'm a Bears fan, you know? Right. So that's that's what hits home for me. That's what I want out of it because I want to connect and show these people that, hey, I'm just a genuinely, like, just laid-back dude, like, you know, like, you know any other yeah. normal human being. Which, which you are. That definitely right. comes out. Do you have uh, any good trolls yet? Like, Oh yeah. Next tier of of being a great streamer is good trolls. Bad trolls, they're annoying. Good trolls though, like you recognize. What's the difference? So I'm not a, I'm not in gaming or streaming really at all. What's the difference between a good troll and a bad troll? The intention, I would say. Right. I would say it's the intention. I would say if like I have a few some people in my stream that I like I know them. They've been around you my stream for months. recognize their username now. Right. Yeah. For months they've been around and so like every once in a while they'll just shoot some shade at me. You know, and it's like, that's a good troll because I, I know your intentions are good. But if I've never seen you before and you just come in and say, hey, you suck this week in fantasy, like that's a troll. <laughs> like you get banned immediately. <laughs> that brings up a good question. How little do you care about people's fantasy football concerns? It's, <laughs> it's funny. I actually have a, an exclamation point fantasy in my chat. And if you type exclamation point fantasy in, it, it quotes uh, Conor McGregor. Um, saying I would like to apologize to, to absolutely, absolutely nobody. Time out, time out. Oh, no, well, that I sucks because like, you're on my fantasy you, team. Have you not well, tweeted pro fantasy stuff before? I, see, like, I feel like you were smart and you engaged that maybe it was Twitter or wherever I saw it. Here's my outlook on it. I'm engaged in fantasy. I love fantasy. I love what it's done for me and just my atmosphere around me. That's mm-hmm. how I've got a lot of credibility across the United States just from fantasy. Uh, especially the football world so I absolutely embrace the community but when it's like hey I'm injured I can't do anything I'm trying my best to get back and people mm-hmm. all they want to know when are you getting back how many points are you gonna score me when are you getting back I'm just like hey I, I don't care about fantasy right now I care about getting <laughs> back on the field then but, I will well, care about fantasy you know yeah like you do care about fantasy 
you want to go it's like indirect and get 100 right. yards and it's indirectly yeah. Yeah. well listen i'm in a win and i'm in situation in these next few weeks in playoffs <laughs> so when you get back i mean you're my first rounder you're the captain of my team hey. i had you take you so we're we're ready to have you back but i'm i'm keeping it afloat for now Hey, I, I wish I could give you a timeline. I wish I could tell you, but it's literally at the mercy of my body. Like my mental That's capacity nice. is like, let's go. But my body's like, mm, not yet. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> like, 2020's tough. You're dealing with the injury, but you, it seems like you do have the right mental um, idea. How are you staying so mentally positive? Are you like meditating, doing anything to practice that? Or you're just, you're just a happy guy. I think it's just kind of my personality and how I've just gone about life. Yeah, even just in the beginning of the NFL, it's like, hey, I gave this my best shot. Let's see if I can make the team. If I can, let's try to run with that. And, you know, that's kind of been my outlook on a lot of things in life. Uh, you know, school, even, like, I did my best my grades. I had an internship, had a job offer. Like, I was just doing my best in that scenario. And so it's just kind of like, let's see how the chips roll, and I'm going to do everything I can, and let's see what happens. And then if something good happens, let's try to build on that. And that's how I've gotten to this point. It's like, the good things and opportunities just keep coming in front of me, and I've kept able to, like, play off of it and make it make the best of the opportunity and it presents more and it presents more you know i think that's cool yeah. i think that's the difference between someone that comes from your background versus someone who was like this highly touted prospect that went top 10 in the draft who necessarily didn't really have all these bumps in the roads have been at the top of their field the entire time whereas you're dealing with setbacks and stuff like this all the time so you just take it to the chin and attack it dead on but the yeah. difference between like you were saying you're your mental being like you need to get out there you need to get out there and your body telling you otherwise is different because i saw a video you posted the other day it was like it was you running down the sideline it was like i did forgot how much i loved running until i got until i couldn't do it anymore mm-hmm. like when you're out there running like there's got to be a little piece inside you that means like i can do this i, I can like i can go out there and play <laughs> The way I feel, like, after I'm done running, says no. You cannot, <laughs> you cannot play. Like, I was going, like, in that video, I was probably going, like, 60%. And even after uh-huh. that, my body's like, ow. Like, wow, that's crazy. And so it's like, if I even get hit, like, I'm not, I'm just talking about running. But if I get hit, like, oh, I'm just, all right, another uh, two months, three months. It's like, I, I, I'm so vulnerable right now. I'm in a vulnerable stage. And so I have to be super careful. Right. Even today, like sitting down in this chair right now, even sitting down, like I had a lot of running today. I'm just so swollen. It's like, this is, this is not normal. And I'm going into week, like this will be week six on, on Sunday. Yeah. So it's like, is, it, is this the worst uh, injury of your career so far? I wouldn't say the worst, but I would say the one that's kept me out the longest. The worst one was right. definitely my neck uh, in the second year. I got speared in the face and like had neck, I had like nerve damage oh, all the way down my neck. Casual, and I, casual, casual spear. spear to the yes, face. I I literally could not curl a twenty pound dumbbell with my left arm. I like, oh my god, like there was nothing structurally wrong. Like my muscles and everything felt fine. It felt like a normal arm. And then I would like try to curl a twenty pound weight. My arm would be flexing as hard as it could, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't come up. It would just. It, would, it felt f- like it was so heavy. It's just because everyone like, listening at one point in time, you were stronger than Austin Eckler on the left side. <laughs> That's true. And, yeah. and we'll take that for what it's crazy. Worth. Like, yeah, my connection from my brain to my arm wasn't functioning properly. And so that was the worst injury I've had. But this is, yeah, this has definitely kept me out. That kept me out like two weeks. To Abe. It's funny. Like sometimes we're watching and it's just like, you remember football is like a pretty physical sport. Like you guys are flying yes, out there and you see every smashing week. into each other. Um, I don't want to talk about the injuries anymore because you, you got the right mindset. We're, we're headed back. You're you thankfully came on the pod, got signed. So we do have a little time <laughs> left in LA. You got the young kid. Um, 
Herbert, he looks, I mean, he looks special. He that looks is like my a guy. lot of fun. That's yeah. my guy. Dave loves him. <laughs> you have you, you didn't play with him yet, right? I mean, I know you practiced. I played, the, yeah, I played two play? games with three games. Two games. Well, three, if you count my three plays and the one I got hurt, but three right. games, yeah. What do you yeah. think? Are we excited for him? Shoot, I know the community's excited for him just from my uh, my Twitch streams and everything, mm-hmm. but I think that's because yeah. Philip just left. So now everyone's like, who do I attach myself to? And now they right. see this young quarterback out there, you know, making plays, uh, you know, being an exciting player. And everyone's like, yes, Herbert, you know. But uh, I feel like, yeah, he's been doing he's been doing well, man. He's been uh, stepping up, you know, running the offense. And I'm excited. I like watching him. Like, I've been at home for, like, the past few weeks. And I just enjoy, like, he's fun to watch. So, what does an NFL Sunday – so for me, an NFL Sunday, if I'm not, like, working or something, I sit on the couch for about, let's say, 1 it's p.m. A, till we record at 10. It's so a we, physically we, exhausting It's thing. an exhausting It actually is, though. If you're actually that lethargic, you're kind of like, oh, God. I trust just... me. Trust me. I have to get up to go to the fridge <laughs> the and couch, things crack. Like, yeah. listen, you guys, are getting, you guys are getting hit around on Sundays, but us on the couch – I don't taking, have a water boy. We're taking – yeah. <laughs> But um, so what's a Sunday been like for you? Just like, just chilling on the couch all day watching games. You know, I'm, red I'm, zone, or you actually watch the Chargers? Be honest. No, I'm not. I don't have red zone. <laughs> actually, I don't have that. It's crazy. We don't even get you know NFL red zone. We watch all our own games. But um, yeah, for me, it's just literally just wake up, right? Watch the uh, the early games on the East Coast, and then uh, watch the boys play. And then uh, I have like a couple group chats that I have. They'll be talking like the whole game, just like ah. Here we go again. You know? Who are you talking with? With your like home friends, college friends, or what? Well, so yeah, I have, a, I have a group but... chat with my college friends. I have one with my mother, and then I have one with actually my mods from my stream that I. Uh, oh, nice. Is your mom with, yeah. breaking down film? And <laughs> no, she's just, the game? my mom's like a typical fan. <laughs> right. She's like when when something's not ha- going right, why don't you do the opposite? You know. It's like, <laughs> Oh, my mom's a type of mom. My mom's a type of mom sports fans where she knows like I'm a huge sports and everything and she loves me. So she tries to like, you know, play the part too, but she doesn't know anything. So she'll like she'll re- take the sports page out of the newspaper and like memorize the first five headlines and like I'll walk downstairs for breakfast. She'll be like, "So, uh people are going at Carson Wentz, huh? He didn't play too well yesterday." I'm just like so- someone read the newspaper tonight. Cause, like she's not on Twitter, but like I but no, I appreciate the effort. Yeah, my mom just misses seeing me out there, as you can imagine. For sure, for sure. Yeah, the best story, Abe, I don't know if you were here, but we were watching the college football playoff, and my brother's girlfriend was here. They both went to Ohio State, and it was the Ohio State-Clemson game. Fields throws to the end zone. They're down four with a minute left, and it's caught. And it like the angle was weird. It looked like the Ohio State guy got it, but it was picked off. She's jumping up, celebrating. Oh, the rest of the room is dead silent. Just like, oh boy, I think we gotta we gotta get rid of her. Oh man, They're like, oh, and, no. and 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 he did get rid of her. Oh no, All right. All right. <laughs> See, I don't know if it was because loud. of that, that though. <laughs> but um, speaking of very weird situations, you were you weren't hurt for the game that Herbert got like the last minute start, right? No, I was, that was the second game of the year. Yeah, second. So what was that like? Like right before the game, like this like random. When did you find out? I think that's news. crazy. Apparently like, they said Herbert found out a half hour before kickoff or something like that. Not even that, like five seconds before kickoff. Really? <laughs> because it was just like, it was like, can Tyrod go? And he came out and it was like a sideline decision. It's like, like, I don't, 
because we didn't know it was wrong yet, you know, because mm-hmm. it had happened that game in the locker room. He came out and was like, I'm just having some weird chest pains. And we know we knew he had some, you know, some ribs that were cracked. Um, so I'm sure they assumed that it was something with his ribs. And then the injection wasn't working, which was actually the problem. The injection would have worked, but it just punctured his lung. And mm-hmm. so we didn't know until like right before the, the game, Ty was like, yeah, I can't go. And then it's like, all right, Herbert, you're up. And then we start running out there and I'm just like, Herbert's coming out here. I'm like, did we miss something? But uh, I mean, <laughs> all right, but we'll see yeah. what this kid's got. But it was just kind of like, all right, let's, let's see what he can do. So I was in Indy this weekend watching your old old QB, Phil. I assume you saw him trip over his own feet, which yeah. was hilarious. See, I, that was the game right before the East Coast game I was watching. Yeah. Tackle, though. Yeah. The best part about it was the tackle attempt on trying to tackle. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just like, just like, yeah. Put your arms up. Hey, if you I mean, that's how, foot, that's how if you watch the Pittsburgh-Dallas game this weekend on that lateral punt. Yeah, that's like, how trip got play, That's how he got tackled. That's and how he got tackled. And he had the right idea. And he's yeah, 10 he yards, like, and that would have won the game. Yeah. So Phil got, I think, a lot of the burden for these crazy L.A. Chargers, San Diego Chargers losses. He's no longer there. Is the franchise cursed? Do they just need you Oof. back? I mean, there's got to be some extra Hey, we were, we were losing the you same know, way when I was there. This isn't normal. This isn't normal. It's not. It's really not it, normal. It's, like, it's insane. It, it feels like we're trying to find every possible way to lose at the last minute. Like the last, we lo- we've lost on the last drive every single game. It's been the last drive, and it's just like whether we have the ball or whether they have the ball, it's the last drive. And it's like we've had leads in all of them besides this last game, and even then we had the ball and we just dropped two fades in the end zone to win the game. It's just like the what? only. Obviously, this season's been rough all around because of the Chargers' record and everything. Your injury, but if there is a, a bright spot. I mean, the u- new uniforms are absolutely fire. Oh, they're gas. They are sick. The ones that I, was it the you guys wore the navy He's ones. He's not a jersey guy. I feel like we've talked about this. He's like, I like to get my dirty my jersey dirty. Well, yeah, whatever. They look good at kickoff, and uh, the, I think the navy ones you guys wore them yesterday for the first times. So those were fire. So yeah. if there is a silver lining in this season, yeah, we might we maybe. might suck, but hey, at least we look good sucking. <laughs> Look good, play good. First hey, step. no, we're so, definitely playing well. We just got to put something together here. Got to finish. Yeah, exactly. They're missing uh, number thirty. So you've been so giving away. Them. My favorite giveaways are the cards because yeah. I got into cards big time at the beginning of COVID. Pull one out, make me happy. I know yeah. you got. I actually got some new it. ones that I'm so, really excited about. Did you get yeah. the clearly ones or? Oh, I got. So some, got they're the, like some select ones, but they're like limited edition. They're like these All right, like, so holographic looking things. Do you did you know that they held any value before like you started giving them away or like I know you guys are given and you sign a bunch of them every year, but did you know anything about them? Uh, I I didn't know. I did, I just had I'm like dang I got a bunch of cards right here. It's like let's give them away. Like honestly, yeah. I don't care. Like if I sign so many that I lose value, it's like, nah, I, I don't care. Cause it's like yeah. my moment in the NFL is so small compared to like the rest of my life. So it's like, mm-hmm. hopefully like I can take advantage of my relevance and like get stuff out there to people so they can have a connection to me. And that's kind of my outlook on it. I don't think your value, are... you're giving away the cards that maybe losing value, but I mean, your value goes up depending on how you play on Sunday. So you also control sure. the value for sure. For sure. Yeah. So what what would you say? Like, obviously, you've had a ton of fun with the streaming and the gaming. Are you like 
we're not even close to thinking post-career, but is that like, have you found that as like a passion point or it's just something to do in the meantime? I would say it's a passion, um, but not necessarily like gaming and stuff like that. I kind of want to use it as just a way to connect on a deeper level and kind of like you can use like Instagram and like other things to like post a picture to show what you're doing. But I feel like when I stream, it's literally like this setup right here. I'm just talking to you guys. I feel like I can get like more just interactive with people like, hey, I'm doing this event. Like, let's come out. Like I can announce things on here and it's just a tighter community because we've been here like doing this for months. Uh, so it's just a way for me to get a deeper connection because especially when COVID uh, hit and shut every social thing down, basically there's no more meet and greets, no more signings, no more fundraisers, no more charity right. events, none of that. Right. So I couldn't go out and meet people. So I was like, well, that's a big part of what I like to do in the off season. So how am I going to make that up? And yeah. so I started streaming and then I'm like, hey, this is, this is kind of nice because I get to control the atmosphere. Um, it's not like super like interactive as far as like we get to talk to each other, but you can still type in there. And so, there's some uh, some connection, but uh, yeah, I can see me doing this for a long time. Definitely, yeah. not, you're definitely not going to go the singing route post career. <laughs> no, uh, no, I have uh, no. proved myself. No, I but showing sing. the personality is, <laughs> it's is huge. so important. I, I thought the um, what game did you guys do through Twitch? I saw you, Juju. Uh, you were like not commentating it, but kind of talking play by play. Which game was that for? Oh, we do all the Thursday night games. Thursday night. Oh, you football. do all the Thursday. I do every single wow. Thursday night football game on Twitch. And okay. so it's just another way to interact in a different different setting. Yeah, so I thought that was like the one of the cooler things because right now you got the regular guys on TV um, mm-hmm. and they're talking general stuff, but like seeing it from a player's standpoint and you actually like knowing. Abe and I like to make fun of the media because like they don't play football or know much about football yeah. and you actually like can break down what's going on. So mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. That was like when everyone was infatuated when Tony Romo first got to the booth because he right. was like really, really breaking it down as if he was yes. a quarterback and then they see the field differently. But now it's also like when uh, during the bubble or something, Draymond Green joined the inside the NBA um, group and he was like breaking it down a whole different way. It's just a lot. It's a lot more interesting hearing it from a player standpoint and not you know, talking heads yeah. trying to build their own narrative. I can't stand some of these people talking. I remember <laughs> I was watching one of the Chargers games one time, uh-huh. and like Tremaine Pope, one of our other running backs, went in there and he started running hard. And then he went out, and then Justin Jackson came in and started running hard too. And the announcer was like, "Oh, they, you know, Coach Coach Lynn really challenged these running backs, and you know, uh, Justin Jackson probably saw Pope in there running hard and thought I better step it up." And I was just like what like I was, <laughs> what like you think because pope had a good run that justin came in and had a good run that was why he had like i was just like and there's some things i'm just like that makes no sense to me so yeah yeah i do like to just do my own little commentary i'm not like diagnosing every single play but i'm like right. oh it's like a two by two spread set they're probably gonna pass it like here's the blitz this is what that I'm like that just blew abe's mind just by you saying that <laughs> and in his face you could in tell. one ear out the other i'm, I'm just, just like, like as a running back i'm looking what are the linebackers doing are they soft are they back oh this uh-huh. guy looks like he might be blitzing i'm keeping my eye on him he's coming oh i'm gonna go get him yep there goes the running back picks him up boom so I, that's why I, t- I talk about like from my perspective. So as a quarterback, Tony Romo for sure, because they're seeing the whole field. Like, what's the coverage? What's the yeah. you know the down and distance? All this stuff. Is TV it, or media something that you've ever even considered? I mean, you, you're you're good at talking. You're good at speaking. You're good at interacting with people. Have you ever considered after your career maybe doing commentating or going to the booth or being an analyst? I don't. I don't know if I would do that. I think I would want to stay in my own. 
like kind of what you guys are doing, stay in my own avenue. Like I get it, yeah. I get to control, I get to choose what I want to do. And we can just make fun of them. It's dude, it's way better. Trust right, me, right. it's way better. <laughs> yeah, they're, see, they're right. really stressed out because they have like a quota. They got to make sure they're all in these lines. If you get to control yeah. your own thing, you do what the hell you want. You know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, last thing. Abe's not gonna have any clue. I just want to geek out with you. What are the specs of your computer? Because oh, I know that's goodness. like when everyone. I didn't really know much about this stuff, but. I know that's like the most fun part about getting right. this stuff. Well, see, I see. I don't know a lot about this. I have a partner with my GGG group mm-hmm. um, that had me uh, pre-build. We're not pre-build. They had a custom build. Um, but I do know I'm going to be upgrading to the new uh, graphics card because I have the, what is it, the 2090, I think it is. And they just made a 3090, which is basically for like VR. It's like the newest, wow. newest edition. And I actually gave away a PC in my 10,000 follower oh, giveaway. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It, it has, that was crazy. It has the newest uh, graphics card in it, so I'm, I'm actually jealous of what I gave to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so just gave so him, you gave him yours. Are stream VR? Like, is that a, oh, be a thing? Oh, that would be interesting. Because that would be I was, be like, in a room, and, like, with VR, you can do some cool stuff. I don't know if you, you ever... Do crazy have stuff. Have you guys ever gone yeah. to a VR experience? Like, yeah. With, like, I, DreamWorks or anything like that? I've done it where you're, like, courtside an NBA game or something like that. It's, it's really yeah. sick. Yeah, so yeah, they do some pretty cool stuff. You can and just like a little box of a room too. You can make it mm-hmm. pretty much anything you want. That would be interesting. That'd be really cool. If like imagine like everyone gets in there and they're all we're all in the like in the like a silent reality. disco vibe, yeah. right? And then we're all just like you have your little avatar and I'm in there with my avatar and we're like actually like talking to each other. Like what's up? That's you what know? they should honestly. That's the that, future though. That's what they right, should honestly you know? do for something like that. I mean, I know they can figure something out because the Super Bowl this year is in Tampa. It's like what fifteen thousand fans max, and like right. how can you maximize that experience? And and that in particular is definitely a route they could go. If down. They had a VR experience, but like you like you feel like you're down there on the field, but it's like the actual right? game from like a silent. Like it's a Super Bowl you. too. It's oh, sick. That would be so sick. I think we need to get that in the works. Let's get it. Yeah, look, don't put this on. Whoever if you if you if you listen to this podcast, way smarter and can make that happen. Oh yeah, there's just, If you've listened to if you've listened to this episode with Austin, you just officially verb or through the ears signed an NDA, and we right. will take you to court if anything materializes <laughs> other than what we do with it. We have a verbal commitment to it. <laughs> right, That's good stuff. All right, Austin, we appreciate the time. Get better Absolutely. soon, everyone who's listening. If you're not following him on Twitch, that's obviously a mistake. Um, we're going to eventually do a giveaway with Austin because he Yo. is just flexing on us with all the giveaways and he knows we're the king of giveaways. So that seems like a natural collaboration. <laughs> um, but seriously, follow him, you know, check out GGG and uh, get better. Gridiron so. Gaming Group, right? Yeah, is that what it stands for? Group. Yeah. And then on Twitch, it's just Austin Eckler on Twitch. All right. Well, there you go. All right. Wish you the best of luck with the rehab. Stay healthy. We know when you get back out there, big things, and we need that. Uh, we need that guitar back out there, and do, definitely, sure. definitely not a microphone anywhere near your. <laughs> he plays the guitar the, for I'll a stick reason. to the instruments. <laughs> All right, awesome. Appreciate right. you taking the time. We'll talk Thanks, to you guys. soon.